Let's open up to 1 John. First John chapter one, it's after Hebrews. First John one, verse one through three. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. Pay attention to words like that. Heard and seen. We saw him. There it is again. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the father and then he was revealed. He was shown to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves, here it is again, have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship was with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your Son, Jesus. We thank you that he is alive. Since Jeremy talked about that he rose up and that people actually looked at him, people actually touched him, people actually heard the sound of his voice again after he had been in that grave for three days. And Father, would you do that again? Would you come and visit us in a way that we could claim um, this same, this, that we can make the same statement, hey, Lord, that John just did, that we would see and hear and, and behold and touch your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I want to talk to you this morning about beholding the face of Jesus. Um, I, uh, I read this, this verse that I just read started standing out to me a few years ago. And in all of those words that involved the the physical senses really stood out to me, seen, heard, touched. You know, the gospel, as it went out, um, they, the, 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 if you read through the book of Acts, the primary emphasis of the gospel message was of a resurrected Jesus that people saw and heard and touched. Um, we, uh, we, we, the, the cross is an important message. Paul says that it is the, the, the message of the cross, it's foolishness to those that, that are perishing, but it's the power of salvation to those who believe. So we preach the cross, we preach Christ crucified. However, there is an, an, an encounter that was required of, a, of beholding a resurrected Jesus, that if that had not occurred, then the gospel message would be completely dead and our faith would be useless. 1 Corinthians 15. Um, and I read this verse, and I, and, I, and I can't, even to this day, can't help but ask the question, Lord, why not me? Why not me? Um, this book right here is a book of, of, of personal experiences and encounters with God. It's a collection of encounters. And, and, and the reason I use that language is we often put it up like, ah, the Bible, it's this holy other than thing, the holy scriptures. Um, and, it, and it is God inspired. It is the, the written word of God. And I, wanna, I don't, I don't want to um, devalue that in any way. But, um, but really what it is at its core is just a bunch of regular old people like you and me experiencing God and then writing about it. 
And, 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 and another reason that's important is because it, it's possible to read this as a wholly other than book and to create a disparity and a disconnect with those that, that encountered the Lord in the way that's described in here. And so we read it, and, and, and it becomes something that, oh, that really saintly, holy person experienced, but that's not available to me. Um, and, that, and, and we even do that when we hear people, and we, we, we hear people's testimonies when they preach, or we, hear, we watch YouTube, and we hear about these visitations that people had with angels and Jesus and all kinds of things. And we read it, and we, get, we can get really excited about somebody else's encounter, but we don't receive the invitation to encounter him in that way for ourselves. And what, what happened with the Pharisees is that they were very familiar with the encounter of a bunch of dead guys with the Lord. And, and they didn't, and Jesus said, you search these scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life, but you don't, you don't come to me. You don't come and encounter me for yourself. And, and when we read this, and we, and, we, and we settle for that disconnected experience that somebody else had and, it, 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 and, and, and don't actually step into that invitation for ourselves to encounter the Lord in that way, um, something happens over time where it, 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 and we read it just for mere intellectual stimulation, it actually develops a stronghold and a fortress of hell in your mind that, that prevents you from encountering the Lord in the future. Um, but that can be I'm, what I'm saying today that's going to break today, and I'm going to invite you guys to encounter the Lord because of your inheritance. Um, we, we have the ability. Jesus said, Father, I desire that they be with me where I am, that they behold my glory. Um, and um, and, and you know, so we, we can do that with the Bible where we just read it and just, okay, that's somebody else's encounter, but... I'm not going to encounter the Lord for myself. We even we do that with YouTube. We do that with other people's testimonies, and I and I hear people all the time. Oh, did you hear about so and so's encounter? Oh, did you read about this testimony? Da 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 da. And I I love that. I love. I'm like Heidi Baker, Neil Johnson, Bill Johnson. You know, all these guys. I'm just like, oh, it awakens hunger in my heart. But if I merely if I settle for they encountered the Lord and and don't step into that place of ah, why not me? And then position myself and, and expect that for myself. I'm, I'm living my life based on someone else's encounter with the Lord and not my own. Um, and so I want to invite you today to, um, to have your own. So I'm going to share some testimonies from this book um, and from my life of encounters with Jesus and beholding his face and, um, and then invite you in, in, to do the same. And I, I, want, I want it to awaken hunger. Um, in you. And I'm going to give you some practical things too to help you do that. Because there are times when the Lord just sovereignly breaks in and encounters people that shouldn't, to our standards, should not have ever been encountered. Um, we see it, we, we, we see it in the Bible. We see, we see it with Paul. Um, in the, on his way to persecute Christians, um, the Lord just sovereignly breaks in and encounters him. He wasn't asking for, he wasn't praying for that, you know, it just, he was on his way to go kill people. And um, then the woman caught in the act of adultery, she's in the middle of her sin and, 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 and she gets caught and she gets drugged to the feet of Jesus and she has a encounter with the Lord. Um, whew, thank you, Lord. 
Um, and I, I know people, some, some of you in this room, the way you got saved was you were in the middle of sin <laughs> and the Lord just broke in and encountered you. Um, and that's awesome. And, I, I, and, and so we want more of that. Um, however, the Lord doesn't want to leave us there. He, he, he encounters us or he encounters someone else even. We rejoice with them, but we step into the invitation for more, for a lifestyle of it. Paul, his initial, he didn't live his whole life based on that one encounter that he had with the Lord. He took that invitation to go experience the Lord in personal devotion, step out in obedience, get more testimonies. It says in the temple he was praying, he would go into a trance. It said that, that, that he would take him up to the third heaven. You know, so that initial encounter set him up for more. And that's, uh, that's what I want to set you guys up for today. So... Um, so the face of Jesus, you know, what's really cool about the Bible is that it really, there, there are a number of passages that give really clear physical descriptions of God. Um, he is, he, 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 he the, the, even in the Old Testament before Jesus became a man, talks about the face of God, the ears of God, the eyes of God, the hands of God, the feet of God, the, the, the chest of God, the, the, the everything of God. He's, 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 he's He's like us. We're made in his likeness. Um, and he has, a, he has a physical appearance and people would see him and witness him and they wrote it down. So that's really exciting. But um, what, what happens when we look into the face of God? What, what, what is available to us? Um, you can turn there if you want. Psalm 34, verse 5. You know, some of this, you may be, oh, I've, I've heard this before. I know this. I know about beholding. I know about encountering. We talk about it a lot here. Um, I love to just emphasize it over and over because we, we learn through repetition. You know that if I repeat something over and over, you're going to learn it better. In fact, the more I repeat something, the better you learn it. So repetition helps you learn. See what I did just there? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> We're all going to walk away. If we learn something, we learn that repetition helps us learn. Psalm 34, verse 5. Verse 5. Actually, I'm going to start at verse 4. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. In verse 5. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Oh. So a few things are happening here. Um, first thing I want to highlight is when we start beholding the face of God, the power of shame is broken off of us. Ooh, Jesus. Hmm. Um, often in, in scriptures, when people would encounter the Lord and they encountered the Father, they, they met with Jesus, and they realized who it, was, who it was that they were looking at or who it was they were talking to, this sense of unworthiness and cowering came over them in fear and trembling. Um, um, Peter, when he realized Jesus, like, whoa, this man, he's more than just a dude who thinks he can fish better than I can. <laughs> this, is, this is God. Uh, this is the Son of God. This is the Messiah. He's like, God, I'm an unworthy sinner. Isaiah, I am a man of unclean lips. John falls over as a dead man. 
Now, all these people, they're encountering God. They're, they're, they're falling over. They're cowering. The shame, the unworthiness comes on. And what we actually see, the response of the Lord is very interesting, that, that when the people are cowering down in shame or in fear, his response is usually this. Look up. Look at me. Look in my eyes. It's okay. And something starts to happen when we realize that the Lord wants us to behold him, even in our brokenness, even in our, our weakness, even in our mess. And, and what, what, what happened at the fall was that sin caused Adam and Eve to run and hide from the face of God. And even though God knew what they did, he sought them out looking for them. And they tried to hide and cover up. Um, and and we, we get in this idea and this impression that before we can come into the presence of God, we've got to put on our best and get ourselves together before we can actually come and meet with Jesus. Um, I like dressing nice. I like my shirt. <laughs> um, I like my clothes. I like, I like coming here. I like, um, I like dressing up. I like looking nice. But, um, you know, like the Lord, what's really encouraging about the Lord is that, that, and I'm learning even over this past couple of weeks, that in my worst, most disgusting state, God still wants to be around me. Um, and he doesn't think I'm disgusting, um, which, is, which is pretty awesome. Um, but uh, the Lord, what he did with Adam and Eve is he's like, come and talk to me. I know you just blew it, but I want you to come and talk to me. And then he covered them. And so when we come into the face of Jesus and we come and behold his face, even in our brokenness, even our weakness, even our mess, he starts to cover us and clean us up. It was his message to the church in Laodicea. Is he's saying, you, you think you've covered yourselves up with all of this outward success, all of this outward glory. You're saying, I'm fine. I don't need anything, God. And he's saying, it's great. Your churches are crowded and everyone's there except me. You don't even realize your condition. Poor, wretched, miserable, blind, and naked. And, I don't, and sometimes we read that and we're like, God is just angry saying, oh, you're, you're horrible. You're disgusting. You're filthy. I don't want to be around you. No, that's, he's just saying, Look at yourself. You're covering yourself up with things that, that aren't helping you. He's saying, come and, and, and buy from me gold. Come and I will cover you up. I want to be with you. And the church that he gave probably the biggest rebuke to and no, no real compliment, he gave the biggest invitation. He says, I want, I want to come in and dine with you. I want to come in. I'm knocking at the door. And then I want you to come and sit with me on my throne. As I sat with my father on his throne. We come to Jesus, no matter how broken, miserable, poor, wretched, blind, and naked that we are, he clothes us, he lifts us up. And the shame starts melting away. Um... Second thing it said here is that they're, they're radiant with joy. Radiant. Um, we saw this a couple of times in the scripture. Moses, as he was on the mountain, he, he came down and his face was physically beaming and glowing to the point that he had to wear a veil to, to, to cover his face. Um, Stephen, 
he was, uh, as he was preaching, right before he was stoned, he gained the attention of the, of the high priest's council because his face was shining like an angel. There was a transfiguration physically happening in the face of Jesus that people that didn't love Jesus could, 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 could witness and experience. Um, there was a radiance about him. In fact, as he was having stones thrown at him and he's bleeding and he's bruised and his jaw is probably smashed and his face is disfigured and swollen, he looks up and he sees the face of, he sees Jesus standing up. He's beholding the Lord and the radiance of the angel is shining through him physically. And there was a joy in his heart, even in the, in, in the time where he was, he was getting killed. Um, so as we as we're have a life of beholding the face of Jesus, um, no matter how bruised and beat up you are, there can still be a glow about you. You can still radiate the face of God. We see it with the Shulamite woman, Song of Solomon. Same thing. She goes looking for her beloved. She gets, chapter five, she gets beaten by the watchman, bruised, beaten, veil is torn, And she's telling the daughters of Jerusalem, if you find him, tell him I'm just so in love with him. I'm weak with love. I can't do anything without his love. Tell him I miss him. I want to be around him. And I I, I am everything. I have laid down my life for his love. And they see something about her. And they, what is it about this man? And they say this phrase, almost beautiful among women. And it's the first time that phrase appears in the Song of Solomon. And it was in the time of, of the most brokenness, of the most weakness, the most accusation. And she had spent five chapters giving herself to beholding the face of the king and enjoying his presence, that even in her worst state, she was radiating his beauty and his glory. Um, there was a, a year ago in, 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 in the internship, uh, the... Uh, Interns came up to me. In fact, I think Joy and Crystal were there. It was during Jeremy's class. And they told me that his face actually started transfiguring into the face of Jesus as he was talking. Is that, is that, is that correct? Yeah. I went. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeremy has, has that face. <laughs> he really does. You were standing up here and you were transitioning. I was looking at you. I was like, that, that's, that's the, like, I feel like the Lord was looking at me. Yeah. Um, and I know Jeremy is, is definitely one who um, gives himself to encountering the Lord. Um, he's really good at helping others encounter the Lord too. Um, when, uh, when we behold Jesus... In his face, that we actually start to take on his nature. First John says that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And I don't believe we have to wait till like the physical second coming and the return of Christ. That, that, that there is a, there's an experience that we can tap into and that, that people have already begun tapping into that, that can, can actually behold and physically see Jesus um, but, but even if it's not a physical, you see it in vision form, you're, you're, you're gazing, you're, you're studying the scriptures, you're getting revelation of his heart, of his nature, you're starting to see Jesus for who he really is, you start to take on that same nature. 
Now, now you have the spirit of God in you. He's, he's, he's changed, he's given you a new nature, but there's a sanctification that occurs in your heart and your soul and actually even in your physical body that occurs as you behold Jesus. Um, there was a, um, I was spending time with a friend one day and we were, we were just, we were at a restaurant talking, having a, a really good conversation. And, um, and I started sharing an encounter that I had with the Lord um, a few years ago. And, uh, and after I, I shared this encounter, he, he looked at me, I'm sitting across from him at the table, he looked at me and, he's, and, and, and he said, do you think the Lord would want to encounter me in that way? Um, and, and my response was, was why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? And, and, that's, that, and I loved that question because sometimes we hear, oh, that's your encounter. Oh, that's not for me. Da, 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 da. But, but there's something in him that said, this, this God, is that for me too? Is that, when you read this, is that, is that for me? Jesus, can you encounter me in that way? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I am, am just sitting across the table like this. And as soon as I say that, why wouldn't he? Um, just, just starts breaking. Um, and and I'm, I'm sitting like this, not moving, for about an hour straight. And about every, uh, he, um, about every 15 minutes, I saw the Lord just going deeper and deeper into his heart, and, and just, it, it just um, the Lord was touching him more and more, and you could, you could see it happening. Um, and, uh, and it was what I realized... A few minutes into that hour, um, 45 minutes to an hour, I don't know what it was, um, that I was like, oh my gosh, he's, he's looking at my face right now, but he sees Jesus. And he's having some dialogue with the Lord right now. And, and we talked afterwards, and it, and it turns out that he, he, he started telling me some things that the Lord was speaking to him. Um, and I'm in my mind is like, oh my gosh, don't move, don't breathe, don't move. <laughs> um, but um, but something changed in my nature, in my physical appearance, and Jesus began communicating to somebody else through me. Um, I don't say that sound arrogant or prideful. I figure if Moses can write about how his face started shining as he <laughs> stood in the presence of the Lord, it's okay for us to talk about it. Um, but um, yeah, we become radiant. We actually start transfiguring into his nature, into his likeness. Um, the other thing I want to highlight is from Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. We uh, actually start to awaken into our identity and start walking in, in, a, in the authority that, that God's made available to us. Isaiah 60, maybe you're you're quite familiar with it. Um, Verse 60, arise and shine. Verse one, arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon you. Darkness, Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. 
And it goes on, your eyes will shine, your heart will thrill with joy. Um, it, and, it, and it talks about, it's talking most specifically about the, the city of Jerusalem, but we, but we take hold of this promise is also the bride of Christ rising up into her authority, into her identity. Because the, what, and, and what I like to read this verse too, instead of arise, saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. The face of God is shining on you right now. And when, and, and, and when we start laying hold of that, we start to awaken into who we are. I saw a vision um, a few weeks ago of a bride. I saw a map of the United States, and there was a bride laying down asleep on top of the map of the United States. It is the church in America. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, he, 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 or the Lord was speaking, he was saying, saying he's, wake up, wake up. Wake up. And it was, it was gentle and it was loving. And the bride started standing up at the sound of Jesus' voice. And, and, and I just saw her standing. And, and, and then um, there, were, uh, there were actually um, even missiles and things coming across the sea and coming towards America. And the bride would, would, would put up her hand and start singing. And these, these missiles would start dismantling. And then she started stepping across the continent into other nations, sweeping her hand down and grabbing all of these people, and they were becoming a part of her dress. And as she took more people in, the more, um, the more distinct that her, her physical um, um, appearance began to become. Just that the body of Christ was being made whole, and she was just coming across all the nations, stepping in. Um, and, and the Lord really... Uh, I thought of Isaiah 60, and I, and, I, and I thought of even the Shulamite Song of Solomon, that as she was beginning to awaken into who she was, and she saw the kind, loving face of the king, that she, she was able to step into authority. She was able to step into who um, she was. So a spiritual awakening occurs. Um, I had a, recently, a, a few weeks ago too, I was at a friend's house, and I met a girl, um, no. <laughs> I haven't seen her since. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That girl's on the way. <laughs> Please, Jesus. Um, I met a girl. Um, who by trade is a stripper. Um, <laughs> Hosea, come on. Um, but uh, anyway, so um, I'm <laughs> looking, and she's beautiful. Um, beautiful girl, red hair. She, her, she's in her early 20s. Her, her name's Olivia. Um, beautiful girl. And, but, but I'm looking at her and I can, I can tell the sense of, of a, a lack of worth and a lack of value and, and shame on her. And, and, and what, what happens, what's, what's really so important about like a, a, um, the way people look at us, it affects our, our self-perception. Um, and I could tell that most people that had looked at her had had, had this um, agenda behind it. And that when they looked at her, it was taking taking, taking. 
fantasizing, taking advantage of. Um, and, and that happens even in the form of, of, of like our giftings and our qualities. And I've, I've been in instances where people are prophesying over me and I've had every one of the fivefold ministries prophesied over me and my <laughs> different people and like, we are positive, you're this, we are positive. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but um, you do and you'll show me. Um, but anyway, some of those, and I felt just the sincerity and the affirmation coming from somebody. Um, but there are other times and maybe I'm wrong in what the intention was, but here's, I can at least describe how I felt, that people were telling me, and they, they would hear me speak, or they would see me do something cool, and they'd come up and they'd compliment me and tell me about all these things, but it had this feeling to it that made me feel like, ah, you're just telling me things so that I can benefit your personal agenda or vision or, or ministry. And it just, ugh, like, it just made me feel slimy and boxed in, and I'm like, like, bless them, Jesus. I'm sure they were sincere. I don't like how that made me feel. <laughs> um, other times I've felt alive and just affirming I'm crying. So, you know, both have happened. But anyway, um, we live in a, in a, in a, in a culture where, um, where, where lust is very prevalent and how, how people are looking at us actually, and it's that drawing and that pulling and pulling. So I could tell with Olivia that that was, that was the case. Um, and I, uh, we, we're, um, all of us were talking talking about the Lord, talking about different supernatural experiences. And I asked her, um, have you ever felt the love of God before? Have you ever experienced that? Um, and she actually said yes, that uh, she uh, grew up in the church, um, but had somehow um, wandered away from the Lord. Um, but um, I, I asked her, I was like, would you like to experience that? Would you like to feel that right now? And uh, And... And she kind of shyly was like, yes, okay. Um, so so I, I, I'm sitting next to her and I say, okay, grab my hand and look at me in the eyes. And when I look at you, that the love of God's going to pour out through my eyes and through my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She, she, got, she actually had to turn away her face about three or four times. I was just like, oh my gosh, what, <laughs> what's going on? Um, um, and, uh, and what was, um, and she, and I asked her, what are you feeling? What, she felt peace, she felt, she felt love. Um, and uh, and, and uh, something really interesting that I saw as I was looking at her in the eyes is I could pinpoint moments where I saw little Olivia, seven, eight-year-old innocent girl, wake up. And, and then it would kind of cower away and go back and then it would wake up, cower away. And, and I, just, I just was like, no, 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 just a few more minutes. Just, just keep looking at me. Um, and, and what happened is that someone started looking at her with purity and with pure motives and that, and that there was a, she, she, the Lord was actually looking at her through me. And, um, and, and she was experiencing his love and his presence. And, and I began to tell her that. I was like, right there. There's, that's Olivia. Right there. I just saw her wake up right now. I've done that, I've done that with guys, too. And I, saw, I, saw, I see that little boy wake up. There he is, right there. Right there. That's him. My little niece, Daniela. There she is, right there. That's her. And, and I told Olivia, I said, you know, what happens is when we look at the face of God, 
that it, the scripture says his face is like the sun shining in all of its strength. And just like the sun, you know, it shines through your window, then it shines on your body, it actually wakes you up physically, just the, the sunlight shining on you. And that actually happened to me this morning. Um, I don't know why my alarm didn't go off <laughs> when I said it, but um, at 7.32, my, this, the, the sun is shining through my window um, dimly because it's cloudy, but, but it woke me up. Um, and I said the same way, the, the light of his face, when it shines on your spirit and you look at its face, it actually starts to wake your spirit up. And as you keep looking at his face and let him keep looking at you, eventually that spirit starts taking dominance over the soul, over the mind, over the body. Because it's strengthened in, in its identity and its sense of value and worth. Um, and, and you know who you are and you start walking in authority um, that you were made for. Um, so, um, um, last thing real quick um, that, that happens when we behold the face of God is that there's an impartation of grace and favor and peace. Number six, that the, the um, Aaron stood up and blessed the priests with a, with, a, with a benediction, with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine on you and give you peace. The Lord lift the light of his countenance. The Lord smile over you right now and, and, and be gracious to you, give you peace. Um, there, there's grace, there's favor. And, and the... the um, a, a, a big prayer you see throughout the Psalms is, Lord, do not hide your face from me. The worst thing that could happen to the nation of Israel was if the Lord was coming and telling them, I'm turned my face away and I don't hear your prayers. Um, but, but, but often then, just equally throughout the scripture, you're saying, just come and look at me. Come and genuinely come to me and you'll see me and I'll hear you. You'll call out to me. You seek me. You will find me. And that's what the Lord is is telling us today, you seek me, you find me, and I will impart grace and favor and peace to you. Um, and in each one of these personal testimonies I just shared with you, um, the peace of God and the love of God were, were two themes all across the board with each person. Um, I won't lie, I've done this thing with a couple of people and it just was awkward, nothing happened. Um, <laughs> uh, so, just being real, I was like, oh, it didn't work this time. Um, <laughs> so, um, and what's, uh, but what's also interesting about those experiences is, is it made me want to look at the face of God even more. And not even just so I could like get another cool story and be like, oh, now I'm going to try it on this person, you know, see what happens there. Although that is fun and that is cool. Um, and it, it's just, I feel what they're feeling, so it's powerful. But I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I, I want to experience this for myself even more. I want to look at his face even more. Um, so um, you can do that. I want to give you a couple of practical things. Um, how do I see his face? How do I behold his face? Matthew, I'm hearing your story. I'm hearing other stories. I read about stories, um, and, uh, and, and it's just maybe not happening or hasn't happened to me. Um, a couple of practical things is, number one, how do I behold the face of Jesus? Just, just start asking him. Start telling him, Lord, I want to see your face. I've heard these stories, and, I, and I, why not me, God? Why not me? It starts there. Why not me? Read about it. Hear about it. Hear YouTube. Hear someone preach. Why not me? Um, but um, again, we can, we can position ourselves even through um, a meditation on the scriptures. There are passages in here, and you might want to write these down. Um, Song of Solomon 5, 
Revelation 1. Um, these are, and in, in, in Revelation 4 is another, just for the Father, but um, in Song of Solomon 5 and Revelation 1, there are very detailed descriptions of the face of Jesus, the face of God. Um, and what I do is I take these and I start meditating and I start visualizing these things in my mind, even when I, when I worship. And what happens when we start visualizing and imagining um, the, these, these descriptions is that uh, we... Uh, we, we're setting ourselves up for, um, for, for a real encounter with the Lord. Some of us are afraid to imagine things. Oh, that's just me. I'm creating an image of God. No, 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 no. You, 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 you're reading someone else's encounter with the Lord, and you're, you're, you're stepping into it. You're visualizing it. And I love, Jeremy said one time, um, and I'm sure he said it many other times, that, that imagination is to visions and encounter is laying on of hands is to healing. We stretch out our hand. And, 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 and we, that, that's our part. We stretch out our hand. Power is released and healing comes into someone's body. And with our imaginations, we stretch out our mind and our imagination into the heavenly realm and the power of God breathes on it and you can start having a real encounter with the Lord. Um, so, uh, and, and take these descriptions one by one. Like, Lord, what, show me more about this. What does this physical description tell me about your nature? And wait, and wait. But get that, that visual in your mind. When you worship, when you pray in tongues, when you declare promises, visualize an actual person that you're talking to, God. Um, and, 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 ask, and, and, and God, here's, here's what someone else said you look like. Show me more about that. I want to see those eyes. I want to see those eyes that burn like fire. Come on, Jesus, show me. And wait. And visualize. And wait. Um, that's something you can do in your personal time. Um, beyond that, which kind of opens up for another message, maybe for another time, is that beyond that personal prayer time, um, I love Brother Lawrence practicing the presence of God. The way he really started experiencing the Lord's presence in an increased measure is that it, you know, he, he didn't really give a lot of helpful prayer time tools. He did, but, um, but his main emphasis was any time I realized that my mind wandered from the, the, the face of God or the presence of God, I immediately, I, as soon as I realized it, I brought it back. Doing dishes, vacuuming, changing diapers, you know, <laughs> crunching numbers, these things. And, and, and I do this and, and, and I'm just like, okay, just stop, just get back in. And, and I'm not even like really good at it, but, but I'm going there. And, and Brother Lawrence even said, this will, this will take time. It may seem difficult at first, but it's so worth it in the end. So I'm like, oh God, Brother Lawrence got there. Why not me? Why not me? So I'm going to go there. Um, another thing is just look for the face of Jesus in other people. Um, Jesus said, what you do to the least of these, you do to me. Um, and you can actually, in your day-to-day, see and experience and behold the face of Jesus through the guy on the street or in the marketplace or wherever. Um, anyway, so um, we're going we're gonna, to um, practice this for a moment and then dismiss. So everybody stand up. Stretch a little bit. I only went 40 minutes this time. <laughs> Good job. Thank you, man. <laughs> um, I'm not going to have the worship team come up. Um, we're, uh, I, I believe in worship. God surrounds his throne with worship. But um, we're just going to practice this visualization for a little bit. And, um, and, and I believe that, um, or first of all, I'm actually going to 
speak that, that priestly blessing that Aaron spoke over the sons of Israel. And what's interesting, number six, he said, he said, when you do this, Aaron, when you do this, when you bless them in my name, I myself will bless them. And so I'm going to bless you in the name of Jesus with, with this, this, this ironic blessing, benediction. And then we're gonna, we're gonna visualize this and many of you, it's just the Lord himself is gonna come and meet you with whatever I release over you in his name. And it's gonna be good, don't worry. Um, straight from scripture. <laughs> and, uh, and many of you are gonna, are gonna um, get touched by the Lord today. Okay, and we're just gonna do this for a few moments um, and then dismiss. You can go practice more at home. So, um, all right, uh, look at me right now. Don't close your eyes yet. Look at me, I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna stand up. No music yet. No music. <laughs> Thank you, though. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll give a big, <laughs> you know. Um, okay, here it goes. Ready? Receive your blessing. Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lifts the light of his countenance on you and give you peace. May help you to close your eyes and visualize his smile, the light of his face. It's, it's, it's a smile. It's the Lord. You, can, you might visualize that Revelation 4, that bright diamond light in front of you or you may see the face of Jesus shining like the sun. Father, show them your face. Let them see that kind and caring face right now. And as you're visualizing, let your soul feel. How do I do that? You just, you just do it. You just open up your heart and let your soul feel the impact of him looking at you in the eyes with a smile. Your mind wanders, just bring it right back. My whispered, gentle phrase, Jesus, show me your face. Show me that light in your eyes.
um, you can uh, you can sit as, and right now, and uh, if you want to keep experiencing the Lord like that, you're welcome to. But um, you know, there was one time that I actually, in 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 a vision, I was sitting next to Jesus, and I saw just a glimpse in a vision. I saw his, his physical face just for a moment, just for a second. I mean, he was, he was looking at me, sitting next to me, sitting, turned next to me, and as he turned his face, he smiled. And just for a moment, I could see his, his cheekbone, I could see his, his cheek muscles move as he smiled. And he, and he stood looking at me, and then his face was covered in light again, and I couldn't see distinct features, but I, I kept looking at him, and I just felt, part of me felt this sense of unworthiness and cowering, but the other part felt so accepted and drawn. Um, and, and there's something about that face that's like, those are the most kind eyes I've ever seen. And the most joyful face. Amen. <laughs>